0: What's up, everybody? How's it going? Leader Huddle checking in with you. Hope you guys are having a great week. Yeah, man, it's been, it feels like it's been a minute. It feels that way, but
1: it's only been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> last week you were you were um out trying to be Tiger Woods or something like that.
0: No, Tiger Woods has always been trying to be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was playing a little bit of golf. Cool. Tell uh, us about
1: that. What what was that about?
0: It was cool. It, so w- we went to Las Vegas with my dad and and some of his um, his uh, preacher friends, uh-huh. and um, it was a two of their birthdays fell on the same day. So they they it doesn't always work out, but they like to um, try and get together during that time, do like an annual golf trip. Uh huh. Um, that's cool. Yeah, and it was only a week after my birthday, so that's how I was able to explain the getaway to my wife. Like, oh yeah, this is what <laughs> I want for my birthday. <laughs> I need to go. No, but um, so there were seven of us total, uh-huh. and um, we played a couple golf courses, and uh, I took them all to the woodshed. I'm telling you what, <laughs> they I did, bro. <laughs> that one's not a joke. Hey, that hey, one's the your, truth. Does your dad have good golf game? Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Now, he's good, but the the generational <laughs> skill has been passed on. Like it skipped one. a generation? <laughs> no, no, no. It didn't skip one. I got it
1: now. Oh, you? No, yeah. something. It skipped him and it landed on you. No, he's, he's he's good. He's good. Yeah. Okay.
0: He grew up beating my eyes out. I'd be like 12 years old and like crying every time after, and he would say, well, get better," <laughs> you know. And so, you know, so he, who do you
1: think's gonna have the golf game, Langston?
0: Yeah, I'm sure. He's gonna I'm be sure. a little golfer.
1: Yeah. I feel like he's gonna be like too hyper for golf, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It just be like I mean I don't know That's okay.
0: I've I've mellowed out over the years, believe it or not. I, don't, I don't know now, what you call
1: him, but it's he's it's not a home run or something, but he's going to like hit it like super hard. What do you call that? Not a home run. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> Spoken like a Diamondbacks fan. Like
1: a D-backs fan. Let's go. They don't get a lot of home runs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they see a lot of home oh, runs when man. the Dodgers come to town.
1: Oh, uh, no, nah, dude. I you know what? I have some really really loyal Dodger friends. And um, every time I go to a Dodgers game, bro, they lose every single time. And so they told me I'm the Dodgers bad luck charm, so I'm not allowed to go to games no more.
0: Well, That's probably why we didn't win the World Series this year is because we started the podcast this year.
1: Are you a Dodgers fan? I am. Yeah. Oh, well, praise God. Yeah. I'll give you Chris's number you guys can talk about.
0: Yeah, I see him posting all the time, a, a Dodger this, <laughs> Dodger that. He's we got lit, a Dodger Bible, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, that's a good Christmas gift. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that. The yeah. Dodger Bible I, cover. I, I feel like
0: that's gonna be contradicting.
1: Is that idolatry?
0: I feel <laughs> like that's gonna be contradicting. <laughs> as it long as is it like as long as it's a personal gift and it doesn't come from like the church. The church, right? Like, hey, this know, is from right? the Highest Praise Apostolic. We love Dodger you. Thank fans. you for all your work. That's hilarious, bro. Hey, Dodger fans, they 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 they're true. They're true to blue. That's for sure.
1: I think every baseball. Teams feels that way about Except their team.
0: The Diamondbacks.
1: No, dude, we were you know what's funny is when we went to that D Backs game. Misery uh, Love's company. <laughs> well we we got the seats in the in the Giants section. They were playing the Giants that day. We were surrounded by Giants fans. And I know you guys
0: didn't win that game, did you?
1: No, they did not win no. that day either. They
0: didn't win many days this year. <laughs> Sorry, Diamondback uh, fans.
1: <laughs> But it's funny because Eli, he's, he's, uh, so you got all the Giants fans and the Giants, let's go, Giants. And Eli stood up and he's like, let's go, D backs. But he's surrounded by all these Giants fans and this guy in front of us. Luckily, he's cute. Yeah. He turned around and he's like, hey, that's a true fan right there. And I'm just like, yep. yeah. And I'm like, this is the first baseball game he's ne- He doesn't even know who he likes <laughs> yet. <laughs> that's but that was good, man. Well, um, we want to just give you guys some updates. So first and foremost, we thank you guys for supporting the leader huddle, man. This has been an awesome season. It really has.
0: We're, we've had really great guests. and. Um, but we've come so far. Yeah. I, I remember us getting together at 10 p.m. on Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. When, when was that? That out? was um, in the summer, huh? Summertime. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was sweating in the sanctuary. That yeah, we're lot.
1: like, oh, can you do it? I think we did your dad's interview at like 11.
0: Yeah. It was supposed to be like 10 o'clock. And, and he then was he was in a counseling, counseling session. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, man, this has been awesome. And we, we are so excited about um, this next guest that we're going to have on today. And um, it's going to be a really, really great interview. And uh, But we just want to let you guys know, as we started getting closer to the holidays, that we are going to be taking a break from this season. So we'll probably have one or two more episodes. And then we will be taking a holiday break, a much-deserved break, I think. Yeah. And, Definitely. uh, spending time um, with her.
0: what we're going to do is we're going to come on a time or two during yeah, the holidays, Absolutely, probably unannounced. You won't have a heads up when it's coming. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to come on a, a time or two, maybe three and do some impromptu episodes just to kind of, um, update you with what's mm-hmm. going on with the leader huddle. And, um,
1: also maybe some, uh, maybe one day we'll, we'll, you'll get a season's greeting from our families to yours. So
0: we wish you a merry Christmas, okay. that's all It's I'm the fourth sing.
1: time we've heard Ryan sing on the leader huddle podcast yep. the fourth I'm keeping and the last. track what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put them all together at the end for Christmas. Don't
0: do that. <laughs> you're abusing your power as editor,
1: yeah, but no, we're gonna get ready to uh wrap up this season.
0: You know who we need to shout out real quick before we go to the next episode. Who's that Lorraine? That's she right, really dude. does an awesome, awesome job, and um. Making all those posts and coming up with all the content and she, all
1: of the all the graphics well, and everything. I
0: know, I mean everybody that knows me knows I couldn't do that. And if if they know you at all, they know you couldn't do that couldn't either. Couldn't do that either. No, nah, I'm just kidding. You could do it. No, I couldn't. Not like Lorraine. But yeah, no, Lorraine. She she definitely brought the team to an, another level and uh, we're and this for season
1: her. with her help we more than doubled our following on Instagram. So yeah and probably to our listeners too yeah absolutely all right well let's jump into the episode let's do it hey everyone welcome to the leader huddle podcast with Gabe and Ryan
0: this is where we talk about leadership life in God I'm Gabe and I'm Ryan thank you guys so much for making us part of your day this is the leader huddle podcast <laughs> Here with my good friend, my brother in law, Reverend Bishop, elder, <laughs> elder, Deacon, Man of God, Michael McClellan. Thank you so much for coming on with us today, bro. We we really do appreciate it.
2: Man, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for having me on here. Yes, appreciate sir. it. Humbled. Don't deserve to be here, but I'm glad you guys invited me. <laughs> no, I wanna come
1: don't. up with an acronym for all those names right there. <coughs> yeah. Reverend Bishop, whatever. Like that needs to be an elder m- Deacon. R-B-E-D. Arbed. Our Arbed bed, our bed All,
0: right. All right. Take it. From the top. Cut. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, no, bro, we're going Hey, we are it. here. The leader huddle is here with <laughs> the Reverend. Arbed. Our, our <laughs> All right. Something <laughs> should be better left in your head. <laughs> That's definitely one of them.
1: Uh, I've been working on my, my humor a little bit.
0: Really? All right. Hey, start us off with a joke hey, then. Reverend laughed over <laughs> here.
1: Well, he, He's Bishop. he
0: has to laugh. He's our guest. <laughs> it's a good one, man. <laughs> Thanks, bro. The <laughs> listeners don't have to laugh. Oh, I'm sure they're <laughs> laughing, but they're probably laughing at you more than with you. Yes, bro, they laugh all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Happy but anyway, let, let's turn back our, to Mike. Okay. yeah, Back to the man of the hour. Well, half hour. Yeah.
2: No, but. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> appreciate the invite. Appreciate the opportunity. I'm looking
0: forward to it. Yes, sir. So we are obviously brother-in-laws. Our sisters, or excuse me, our wives are sisters. That's right. And um, but man, we—I remember we go way back to 2011, mm-hmm. and uh, we used to get down on drums and bass. Well, you used to get down. Well, I was—I didn't play both. That's true. You played the bass. That's true. Was I was good there. Good times. Yeah. That was before I even knew you could sing, or that was before you were singing, really, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. And then uh, God blessed you because you, you did good with your with your two talents, and he multiplied them to 20 talents now. That's right. Now you're playing guitar, singing, worship leading, preaching. Goodness. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. I feel like I, there's another line to that that, like, ties it all in together, and I can't remember what it was. Jack of all trades, master of none. But a jack of all trades is better than a master of one. There it is. Ooh. There it is. That that was the second half. Yeah, I set gonna, you up gonna right gonna there s- perfectly. Sound bite that. I, I know you guys can't that see was a good lob, <laughs> but we just high five. That was a that was a lob. Yeah, yeah a do it again. We'll dunk. put it on the reel right here. Okay, ready? One, you ready, Gabe? I'm ready. To go. All right, one, two, three. All right. That was a so lob and a got slam dunk. That's right. It's uh lob city official right there. That's it. Throwback there. But yeah, so we go way back to 2011 when I first was introduced to Redlands Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, man, we had some good times, some good times. Absolutely. And then, um, playing a little bit of basketball. What else? What what were the other, uh,
2: well, you ate a lot of peanut butter.
0: Yeah, I did, dude. A lot of oh peanut man. Butter. Peanut butter was my weakness. Yeah. Peanut butter's disgusting. No, dude.
2: That's a, this is a, it's a shout out for your dad here at, when we met, your dad was actually in town at our church doing a Bible study training and seminars mm-hmm. when he was an evangelist. And, uh. That's when I got to know you, but he did an incredible job, and his affinity for souls and Bible studies is incredible. Uh, but yeah, it set me up to uh, meet one of the greatest individuals in my life, Brother Ryan, <laughs> okay. the man, the goat.
1: We can get the violin sound out real quick. Yeah, yeah don't be I jealous. I'd dude. Get
2: texts. And, <laughs> hey, come down to the hey, church, I've let's known jam. Yeah,
1: <laughs> all the I'm time, d- huh? the time I've, I've known mike about the same amount of time don't yell mm-hmm. just because he doesn't say those <laughs> nice things <about> you. <laughs> well, it's not, not his turn yet bro it's yeah, not my it's turn it's that's not right. his turn okay. yet. okay
2: nobody <coughs> sings new wine like brother gabe oh come on hallelujah now.
1: come on tease the leader <laughs> huddle for him oh man
0: I remember <laughs> no, no, brother no. Gave. You, you sang for us today my already lord yeah exactly now it's your turn hey michael's gonna close us out
1: speaking of new wine dude i remember when we brought that to hope center mm-hmm and you guys learned it. And I remember, well, now Bishop Wilman, back then it was Pastor Wilman. Mm-hmm. Man, he loved that song. And every time I'd come, he'd say, sing that song, yeah. sing that song. All right, dude. but for
0: real, how does it go? I, I legitimately don't know it. We'll, we'll put a soundbite in. No, we don't got to do that. Bro, no, you no, be the soundbite. I, I want to be Michael. the soundbite. Not it. Not <laughs> <laughs> Nose goes. Nose goes. <laughs> back to the man of the hour or the half hour. Um Man, so you're you're on because you obviously are a leader mm-hmm. um with uh everything at Hope Center. And uh we, we obviously go to the same church and I know for an absolute fact your hands are involved in, in every ministry from outreach to music to obviously youth. You're the youth pastor there. Um man, just everything, bus ministry, you pick up kids and, and, and the buses at times, um, man, you do it all. That's Uh, awesome. It's super commendable and, and a great, um, a great, um, example you're setting for the, for one, our peers, our generation, and then the generation that's looking up to us. So, um, amazing job you're doing there. But um one thing I really want to focus in on is uh your youth ministry. Your um being the youth pastor there. How long have you been doing that? Well, my wife and I uh, have been over the oh, ministry. Yeah. We can't forget first lady Roberta. That's
2: right. First lady. First lady. <laughs> We've been over the youth ministry for uh five years, going on six years.
0: Man. It's been a long time. I remember when you guys were like in training for it. Mm-hmm. It feels like yesterday. Mhm. Um, so how how has that transition been? Because you, you, you never really kind of seen that coming for yourself, did you? That's not something that you, you really seen coming, right?
2: Well, not really. I mean, we were always, when we got married, we were passionate about the young people. Mm-hmm. But I never saw myself being the future youth pastor at the church. It just kind of happened over time.
1: By the way, you guys just had an anniversary, right? Yeah. Happy anniversary, bro.
2: Thank you, bro. Six-year anniversary was... uh,
0: Cue the romantic
2: music. That's right. Yeah. November 6th.
1: So basically, shortly after you guys got married, you guys got prepped for that, like right into it.
2: Yeah. So we got married, and we kind of spent a year just uh, getting used to being married, and then Mm kind of getting... We were on the staff before we got married. We were on the youth staff just as workers, Mm laborers, got married, and uh, for like the first year of our marriage, we just... We're getting used to being married and married life, and slowly got back involved with ministry and working and doing those things and it it just evolved over time our Our former youth pastor was kind of getting ready to go into another role in the church, and it just kind of happened
0: you know that's good um so from there, so you in within a year of marriage or so, you start taking over the youth um ministry. So I at, at what point did you really feel that you were that you knew that you were called to um teach, preach, and uh lead in, in that area? Well, I
2: mean, so I felt the I felt the call of God to preach and be in ministry at a very young age. Sure. It wasn't it wasn't you know, after yeah, it, it wasn't after, got, after I, I guess married. I
0: I butchered that question. No, no. It's
2: good. I mean, I, I felt the call of God on my life since I was a young teenager. You know, I didn't grow up in a, a preacher's home. I grew up in a home where, quite frankly, it was um, split. Dad was not in church. Mom was in church. And uh, I just remember going to, you know, youth events and youth conferences. And, uh, you know, it was during those moments and hearing the preached word of God at 12, 13 years old, where I felt the call of God. Didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but I felt called into you know, ministry. That's awesome. For sure, at that, at that age.
1: Dude, your 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 mom. I didn't have the privilege of meeting your dad, but your mom, man. If there's anybody that can sing, not mm-hmm. even sing, sang, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, I mean, I played. I don't know how many times back in the day, but the one song that we used to do that would get her going is "Going Up Yonder." Yeah. Oh my God, dude, she will kill that song. How's that one go?
0: I'm trying. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> never, never of listeners, I am trying to get <laughs> on the record.
1: But dude, she, I, I love watching your mom minister and, and sing. Yeah, for and, sure. And, um, when she, when she jumps in, man, she just gives it her all, dude. And I love that. Yeah. She's a, she's a great woman.
2: Yeah. Well, my mom and dad actually both sing. And, uh, when, when my dad got in church way back when, and then, you know, late eighties, early nineties, um, they obviously connected and started dating and got married and that was one of the first ministries that they had together um was singing and they, wow. would, they would sing together at conferences and be on the platform and you know from what i was told my dad was quite the worship leader back then and uh so i guess it's just a gifting that uh they both had and you know i wouldn't be the one to say that i sing good but
0: i will i, I enjoy it i'm not even going out on a limb i to enjoy say that. it
2: i enjoy it and uh
0: you know I, both of them sang really well, and uh can't take a five minute car ride with this guy without him start. I'm not gonna do it, but start yeah. singing it's it's true, it's motivating, bro. That's I tell awesome. him all the time in the talk back mic during service, yeah if i' say if I say this once a week mm-hmm. or if I don't say this once a week, you can call me a liar on live. I say this all the time there we'll we'll be going into a shout beat or we'll be playing something just musical. And I would say, I'll look over at him and be like, dude, if I could sing like you, it'd be over. It'd be over. <laughs> <laughs> it's he true. Does, he does it's say true. that. And but I'm if like, I could dude, preach so like envious. him, it'd be over. <laughs> um, Funny guy. My, my.
1: <coughs> all right, I do have a question for you. So, uh, being a youth pastor, and as Brother Ryan said here, you you do a lot of other things in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think all of us at some point have been involved in youth ministry, leading youth. And uh, it is it is a very difficult ministry i think in the church uh because dealing with kids dealing with young people it's it comes with a lot and so my question to you is as a youth pastor um what have been some of the greatest challenges to lead in that role that you face and how have you dealt with that as a leader
2: well it's kind of a complex deal but um I think that, number one, and I mean, whatever, i just keep it real. This is just what I've heard around, and it's true. Um, Youth ministry is oftentimes a very thankless job, Mm -hmm. and um, not just from the teens, from people connected to them, their parents and everything. And and a lot of times that you're doing youth ministry, um, what you're doing kind of just becomes the expectation. Mm -hmm. But I think... um, Probably the most challenging uh, thing about youth ministry is just, I, it's kind of tough for me to say challenge because I'm, I'm extremely passionate about young people. But sure. I think one of the biggest things that um, can be a, a deal is just, you know, young people as they go through their different stages of life, It's uh, you never know what you're going to get, you know? Mm-hmm. You're going to have young people that are uh, climbing the hills and young people that are going through the valleys. And just being able to be sensitive to that and work through issues and potentially sometimes correct uh, bad behavior. And then dealing with parents, you know, dealing with parents and trying to, you know, be on board with them. And and Roberta and I are very blessed. We have actually, this is the truth. We've never had a situation with a parent that has been ugly. And uh, we've gone out of our way and we've worked with the parents uh, to really show them that, you know, we love your teen. We love the student. And we want to help them become what God's called them to be. But, you know, that's that's just the biggest, um, that can become the biggest stumbling block, in my opinion, is just, and not just for youth ministry, any ministry, is just dealing with people, especially yeah. young people, because they're so, um, they're so moldable at that age, but they're also so fragile at that age. And what you say to them can really have long-term effects. And so it's really just a fine line that you have to walk um, with encouraging them, correcting them, and mm-hmm. helping them. Um, you know, and just being sensitive all around again, like I said, with parents and you have to keep them in mind. But, you know, really you're on the same team with their parent. You're trying to help them grow. Uh, but dealing with people is always something that you have to, you know, be aware of and keep in mind.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And um, I like what you said, how they're they're moldable, but they're also fragile. Mm-hmm. And um, that that puts a lot of responsibility in, uh, on the youth pastor and, and his wife or the youth pastors to... Like you said, really be sensitive, stay prayed up, stay you know follow the leading of of God to determine how you're going to 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 talk to people because I can say, and even for like people kids who grew up in church you know who maybe come from a quote unquote a good family or church family <sighs> like the the voice and the influence of the youth pastors is, is so great uh um, absolutely yeah yeah it's 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 i mean, I remember my youth pastor I've talked about him before pastor Galindo. Jesse Galindo, I mean, that guy helped me through so many things, and I, my parents were in church and they were there too. But like you said, they were working together to help yeah. me, and so that's that's a huge responsibility.
0: Yeah, no, I agree that 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 role of youth pastor for these for those young people. I just remember being a young person myself, and and the the amount <sighs> of um, respect that and and. Just the way that they are, the way that I would look up to somebody, mm-hmm. um, that's a heavy burden to know that you. That at times I know it probably feels like a lot of work, but those young people really do look up to you, and um, and you and your wife are, are are leading them, being great examples for them.
1: Yeah, that's that's so true. I have another question, um, and we've talked about this with a couple of other people on the podcast, but I think in youth ministry it's especially important. As a youth pastor, um, what do you look for in young people in terms of developing leadership and mentorship inside of them? Like, how do you how do you manage that? What do you look for in a young man or young woman to help kind of identify their passion and, and help them grow, you know, in, to what God wants them to be?
2: Well, the number one ingredient for developing anybody is that the person that, is to be developed, wants, needs to have the desire to be developed. Mm. That's number one, Uh, because the reality is that God's given all of us giftings, and so um, there's not any one particular thing that I look for as far as gifting, because through time, the gifting will reveal itself, Mm. Uh, whether a young person or staff or whoever you're trying to develop, um, Likes it or not, it's going to show itself. They might show an inclination to want to play an instrument, or might show a really strong sensitivity to um, the Word of God. Maybe they want to teach Bible studies. The gifting, um, or the gift, you know, the gift of gab. Maybe they, t- maybe they really just have a knack for building strong relationships with individuals. They're an extroverted young mm-hmm. person. Um, so the gifting will reveal itself, in in my opinion. Uh, but the main thing and you know, I have a really unique perspective on leadership. Uh, anyways, God's been good to me, and I've, I'm a leader in the church, but I've also been a leader in the secular workforce. And um, the number one ingredient, from my experience, uh, for somebody that wants to be developed is they've got to have the desire. You know, they've got to have a teachable spirit, and uh, we all do, you know, but yeah. if somebody wants to develop and somebody wants to grow, they've got to have the desire uh, to be to be developed, and to be responsive to feedback and to uh allow somebody to really just give them advice and
0: and take it that's good I love that um it kind of ties into my my next thought or question for you um what advice would you give to someone maybe your age or even a little bit younger, potentially one of your young people um about wanting to be used in um in ministry and or potential youth staff or? to take a um, a position similar to yours as, as far as youth pastor, knowing what you know now of six years of experience? I would tell them
2: um, to be used where you're at right now. And uh, I'll just, in complete transparency, when I first took over, you know, as youth pastor, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it kind of evolved naturally. Um, but I would be lying if I didn't tell you there were times as a young leader that I was uh, not trying to put myself out there more than what it actually was. And I think the most important thing is to be used where you're currently at. And you don't need to uh, try hard your way into the will of God Mm -hmm. or into a position that God has for you. I believe that where God has you, uh, in whatever capacity or wherever the need may be, is the present will of God, you know. And uh, God will unfold the rose, but for any young person or any uh, peer of mine or anybody that has aspirations to be in the leadership, well, I think that you just need to look for the current need around you and fill that need. And as you serve the kingdom of God or even if you serve in the secular workforce, you know, over time, uh, again, the giftings and the natural abilities are going to reveal themselves. But see a need, fill a need, and be used where you're at.
0: Ooh,
1: see I a need, feel a need, and be used where you're at. I love that.
0: That'll probably be on the clip on Instagram, huh yeah, that's good. I like that um just out of curiosity for you, what leader or mentor of yours um in your life has had the greatest impact on your on your leadership style and and how's developed you well I know. Ryan (laughs) Ryan of course i I should have put positive (laughs) impact on you in that statement not not negative oh in
2: that
1: case ray
0: yeah ray muñoz shout out building america building america building america America. one one cup of cold brew at a time
2: that's right um but uh, again i'm in the belief of uh so again i've been in the christian leadership world uh for years and years now and uh also the secular workforce. And so there's been individuals on both sides of that that have really um, helped develop me and things that uh, I've taken from them. And um, my point is, I believe that you take something away from every person that you interact with in Mm -hmm. uh, leadership capacities. Any leader uh, that you report to or rub shoulders with, I'm in the belief uh, line that you you take something away from all of them, whether it's a horrible leader that makes you dread coming to work every day Mm. or makes you dread working for them. uh, You take something away from that just as much as you take uh, something away from the leader that has a profound lifelong impact on you. And uh, so I believe that you take something away from every, every leader that you rub shoulders with. But I would say at least in my life, the top I'll, I'll say three, um, that have really made a profound impact on me, and have this is in the cre- uh, Christian leadership side and also the secular workforce side. Is uh, I'll start with the secular workforce because there's one individual. His name is Robert Bracamontes, and uh, he really showed me that um, you know he started with developing me, right? And I, I was I wouldn't have been in a, a leadership role in the secular workforce if it wasn't for him. That's an individual that always uh, regardless of what his assignment was or his uh, scope of leadership whatever he was responsible for uh, in the workplace he always thought about developing his bench mm. and growing his bench and it's something that he's passionate about is developing uh, other leaders and developing people around him and below him and uh, and that's that's i mean the previous question that i answered about you've got to uh, have a desire to be developed I mean, that's where it all comes from. He's rubbed off on me so much that I'm constantly looking for people uh, that report to me or that work with me to that I can impart something on. I'm not saying I know everything, but sure, sure. You know, that's definitely something that has impacted me greatly is always be developing somebody. Uh, but like I said a, mi- a moment ago, they have to want to be developed to be developed. Right. So that's one. His name is Robert Bracamontes, and uh, he's had a profound impact. Uh, secondly, obviously my bishop, B.J. Wilmuth. He's just been there for me since I was a little boy. Baptized yeah, he's me. Goated. He's the goat, man. The greatest of it's all a time, dude. And uh, baptized me. Father figure in my life. Uh, but he's got such a meek and gentle spirit about him that he will address things that need to be addressed with a force if it's needed. Uh, but I think more impactfully, at least in my life, were the times where he's come around and put his arm around me and said, "Son, I need to talk to you about something." And just that gentle. Uh, care that he provides. Uh, obviously, I mean, you can't replace that. Mm. Uh, and then thirdly, the third person that I would mention, his name is uh, Jason Carr, and uh, he's had a tremendous impact in my life. I mean, he is now pastoring a church uh, somewhere, uh, but when he was you know, in our local church, he's got his degrees in psychology, and uh, so he knows how the human mind works. Um, but to me, anyways— he, he's just always been uh, somebody that's demonstrated care and true, uh, true care. You know, he's been an individual that would take time out of his day and his personal time. Um, when I was a young man, before I even got married, where we would we would meet and he would take a break from his work day and we would meet and he would discuss things with me, personal problems that I had um, at those particular seasons of life, issues that I had, uh, you know in my home and with my father that we were trying to work through, and he would spend the time to talk talk with me through those things. And uh, really, the common thread for those people is that as a leader for myself, I'm naturally a person that's kind of a driver, and uh, I'll I'll hit every fly with a hammer, and I'll be the assertive (laughs) or aggressive leader. And those individuals have really taught me uh, the value of being patient, being long-suffering. And I'll be honest with you, I don't always hit that mark. I mess up a lot and I, I get a little assertive with people. Um, but I always circle back to those principles that I learned that you have to care about the people that you're leading. Yeah, that's so good. You have to be gentle and long suffering and meek with the people that mm-hmm. you're leaving. And that's how Jesus is. I'm not saying I'm like Jesus, but Jesus is always there to forgive sure, people. Sure. And he's always there to, to, uh, you know, be gentle with people and forgiving and that's good. And I think that's the most important thing that has at least impacted my life as leadership is I'm always looking to develop individuals, but I always want to remember that uh, you know everybody that you lead, whether it's a student, whether it's somebody that's on a youth staff, whether it's an employee that works for you for a paycheck in the secular world is uh, going to respond differently to uh, how you you know um, communicate with them. Absolutely. And there's no one-size-fits-all um Leadership style, and so if I go around and hit every fly with a hammer, and I'm assertive with everybody, there may be people like me that respond very well to that leadership style, but there's also going to be people that will get offended by that. There's going to be people that get hurt by that. Yeah. And so you, as a leader, have to have the emotional intelligence to uh, address things assertively when you need to, but also um, you need to know when to love on somebody, and you need to know when to be gentle with somebody, um, and all of that. I said all that to say this. All of that starts with having a genuine care for the people that you are leading because you're never going to lead somebody effectively if they don't feel that you care about them.
0: Man, if you don't say that for the people in the back that were on their phones, tell them again.
2: You have to care about those that you're leading. And and again, those three individuals that I mentioned, those are three individuals that stand out in my mind that as a young teenager, a young adult, and a young leader— in the secular workforce, in the Christian leadership life, uh, that have demonstrated a true care and love and affection towards me through all the seasons of life. And mm-hmm. uh, and that, nobody will ever do anything for you if they don't think you care about them. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah. say whatever you want, but if they don't, if they, oh, this guy doesn't care about me, they're not going to do anything.
0: Actions speak louder than words. That's
2: right. And uh, if you demonstrate care and you uh, are true and genuine in that regard, the people you know and this is even better example the people that uh so secular workforce People are earning paychecks. You can kind of be a little strict with them and say, hey, this is the expectation. <laughs> uh, but they're going to take advantage here and there because at the end of the day, they're just employees. Mm. If they know that their leader cares about them, they're going to go above and beyond right. every day. Exactly. But then again, in the, in the Christian side of it, the Christian leadership side of it, you're working with volunteers every day. Yes. People are not gaining a paycheck for the work that they're doing. And so the care that you demonstrate is so important because that inspires them to want to be better, but it also motivates them to, to do the best they can for the kingdom of God.
0: Serving in excellence. Man, I think that's a perfect point to add in the organ, and we're going to take up our weekly offering, offering. <laughs> on Cash, Cash App. App is the leader huddle, and mm-hmm. make sure you put a note to for, for the Reverend McClellan. And <laughs> Reverend if not, if not then we will be keeping the offering Deacon. for ourselves. I'm just going to be honest with you. So if you need <laughs> it to go to him, yeah.
1: Cash App. Dude, that was, that it. was so good, man. You were just flowing, bro. Right now in the Holy Ghost, but um, I relate I relate a lot to what you said because um, I am more uh, tend to be more of that uh, assertive A type personality yeah. leader because that's kind of the leadership that I was raised with. And like you said, I respond to that. Um, but as I started to be mentored and developed by uh, my pastor, Pastor Tim, uh, he started teaching me. Like exactly what you were saying about understanding different people's uh how they respond differently and having a true genuine love and care and concern for people mm-hmm. and uh as you were telling me this and, and now this word was spoken to me, but i I feel like you relate one time my pastor was talking to me, and uh it was a, it was a an encouraging moment, a mentorship moment with with a little bit of correction, you know, but at the end sure. he goes uh. He goes, Gabe. Because if I could compare you to one of the disciples or one of the apostles, I would can compare you. And before he said it, like I was thinking, you know, the apostle Paul, mm-hmm. you know, thinking of, you know, somebody, John, the the beloved. He goes, you're you're like Peter.
0: Peter, yeah. Right.
1: And I said, uh, and I, I mean, I wasn't like upset, upset, but I was kind of not expecting you old that cussing machine. And you. yeah, he goes, he goes, you're <laughs> like Peter, man. He said you. Bro, how do you take a good moment and ruin it, bro? (laughs) He set me up. You
0: talk about a lob. You old cussing Gabe. (laughs) Oh,
1: man. But he said, he goes, You're like, you know, he goes, You're fire. He goes, You pull your sword out, chop a dude's ear off. You're quick to respond. Quick to cuss. (laughs) No, for those bishops and pastors that are listening, I do not cuss. (laughs) It was one Uh, time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. One time does not define anybody. Well,
1: but anyway, he says, you know, you do all that. He goes, but <laughs> he goes at the same time. You you preach the day of Pentecost. You know, you have God will still use you, but you just got to sub, subject yourself and submit yourself to uh, patience. You know, and I was talking to um, a group of young people this weekend about about patience and all that. And I and I remember at one point in my life, I said, Lord, give me patience. Mm. And guess what happened, bro? Monday morning, I went to work and I got a new boss that I thought was out to get me, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm serious, man. I was going crazy. I was like, dude, what is going on? You know, four months later, I go to the pastor's office. I'm like, I don't know why. Everything is just going crazy. I'm yep. dealing with this. Mm-hmm. So didn't you pray for patience a while ago? I said, yeah. He goes, how are you going to get patience if you don't deal with frustration? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so um, my, my point is I, I <clears throat> completely relate. And I think what you're saying is important. Uh, for leaders that are out there, it doesn't matter what your your personality style is, you know, or what works for you. It doesn't work for everybody. And you have mm-hmm. to be sensitive to that. Right. And I um, I admire those those men that you spoke about, uh, especially uh, Bishop and Brother Carr. car. I know them. I don't I'm, I don't have the privilege of knowing Mr. Bracamontes. But just the fact that they had that kind of impact
0: in your life, you know, is is awesome. And now you're you're able to learn from that and grow from that yeah um once again thank you so much for coming on we're going to transition to um rapid fire where our audience is going to get to a little get get to know a little bit about you and um rapid fire is exactly what it is just answer quickly yeah we'll start you off with an easy one all right uh your favorite brother-in-law no i'm just kidding ryan (laughs) denahoe Man, that, that's good. That's Rapid. That's that the right good answer? answer. Good answer. Good answer. Right answer. Now you
1: get a. Now you get a t-shirt. Yeah. All, all right, right. There you go.
0: All right. Here, here's your t-shirt. I thought I answered that one right. Here's your t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I love it. Oh, all right. Man. No, for real. Um, your favorite instrument to play or sing. Uh,
2: my favorite instrument to play is the guitar.
0: You. So you'd rather play guitar over sing.
2: Well, you said favorite instrument
0: to play or to it's sing.
2: Tied. It's tied. I like singing, too. 1A
0: and 1B. What is it? You got to be guitar, Probably guitar. Man.
2: enjoy it. I want to get better. I've yeah. been playing guitar for a long time, and I want to get better. Uh, so I like to do that. Man, I still like singing. If you're making you taught Colton, right? Do I talk to Colton? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no taught you taught Colton. He said. Colton Duty? Yeah. 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 Yep.
1: That, that, that shout students. seminar that he's about to have?
0: That was all Mike? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Young Pat at one. Yep. Um, <laughs> your favorite trip that you've got to go on?
2: My favorite trip was my uh this is gonna sound so cheesy, but it was my honeymoon to uh New York City.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Everybody thought we were <laughs> everybody thought we were crazy. If they
0: didn't have it up, they missed it. It's okay. When we uh
2: when we got married, everybody thought we were crazy for wanting to go to New York City. Everybody said, Oh, you need to go to Hawaii, you need to go to some tropical destination to unwind and I was like, You must not know me and Roberta. <laughs> Couple of city slickers, <laughs> and so we went to New York City, and I had been there previously. That was her first time, and it was just awesome. I mean, went to see Broadway shows and went, hung out, and went all over. Did all the tourist things. Mm-hmm. Got the shirt, the commemorative mug on my bookshelf at home. Shout out Reverend Dunahoe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that honeymoon in New York City was fire, though. That's it good. was so fire. We went back for our first anniversary. That's incredible. We've always
1: wanted to go to New York. That's one place. Well, well, I did. I don't really want to right now, but yeah, right maybe now, in I the future.
2: You yeah. never been?
0: Never been, dude. Need to go, bro.
1: That's one of the places we wanted to go. Gotta go.
0: Okay, so if he has one day in New York City, what what do you suggest, Gabe or any of our listeners to do? Like, well, it depends on what they like one activity. Activity. to do. One activity.
2: Are they coffee drinkers or are yes. They, you gotta go to what is it called?
0: Dumbo. Dumbo, Brooklyn. <laughs> What'd you call him? <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. It's Dum- called Dumbo. Dumbo.
2: It's it stands for uh, Down Under the Manhattan Brooklyn Overpass. It's wow. A, it's a little. That was city. quick thinking to cover that up. Yeah, it's a little. See, yeah, city. I knew
1: acronyms are good on the show. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I'm telling you, it's a little city in Brooklyn. So it's not on Manhattan Island. It's in Brooklyn. It's just as they say, under the overpass. It's under the bridge. And uh, it's just a, it's a cool little hipster uh, area. There's a lot of really awesome coffee shops. And uh, I would
1: definitely want to try pizza if I was there, too. Yeah. New York
2: pizza. Basic. Prince Street pizza. You <laughs>
1: said basic.
2: Prince Street pizza, shout out. Mm. Best pizza in New York City. Getting hungry. It's not flat. Hello. It's not the dollar slice. It's thick. It's almost deep dish, but it's not deep dish because it ain't Chicago. But Prince Street is fire. But pizza in New York is just different. Mm. You ain't never had pizza till you've
0: been to New York. Oh,
1: oh. that hurt. Amen. <laughs> Say out okay. and amen.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Your favorite restaurant in the inland empire? Oof. That's a tough one. Tough
2: one, tough one. If I can only choose one, I will put my money on Thai chili.
0: Ooh, that's super solid. Yeah. Calamas.
2: Mm-hmm. Best Thai restaurant around, in my opinion. Ooh, wait, a minute, wait a minute, Where? In the Inland Empire, Thai chili.
1: It's in um, it's in Cali Mesa. Cala Mesa. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you because we just went and had Thai last night. Oh. Now my favorite Thai place. Uh, here we go. I don't like where this is going. It's in Redlands. Oh no! no. no it's didn't. called Garden Thai. I rebuke you. Is that the <laughs> one that we in the had name recently? Of Jesus. No. Right the next to had? Fitness 19. No. no. Okay. The where
2: we went was Gerong.
1: Garden Thai though. But look, if yeah. have you had Garden Thai? No. Okay. We'll we'll make a deal. I'll go try. Thai chili. Okay, let's just you go try on a food garden tour right now.
2: Go on the food tour right after this, and let's 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 All compare. All board sounds good. To but
1: me. I love. But I was. We were just saying last night. I wonder if there's a good
2: Thai place in in Cali Mesa. Oh I yeah, Thai chili, bro. That's, wow. In my opinion, it's the best yeah. in the in an empire.
1: Well, we've been taking some of the recommendations because Marina wants to go to that place you go to for your birthday. Cause ramen. Oh yeah, yeah that's bro. Good too.
2: Will Yeah. So.
0: I'm picking Thai Chili. There's a lot of good like restaurants that. in town. That's a super solid choice, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, one last question. So you have a Saturday off, no outreach, no nothing to do. Going golfing with my brother in law Ryan. Not enough <laughs> well, no, 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 for real. For uh, real. Okay. What 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 is your <laughs> you said perfect for real? day? <laughs>
2: <laughs> your perfect Saturday. Honestly, perfect Saturday. Me and my wife are both homebodies. If we have a day off and we have nothing planned, we're sleeping in. Until 8.30. Getting up, I'm making coffee. I'm a big-time coffee maker. My only two hobbies are making coffee and cooking. Mm-hmm. So we're sleeping mm-hmm. in. He makes the best Nashville, Nashville hot chicken. I too. make the best. Well, I'll let other people say that. You're going to say everything? Everything. everything. <laughs> so I'll say it for you. If being a barista paid the bills, I might be a barista, but it don't pay the bills. So it's just a hobby. <laughs> Yet. Yet. But when Apostle Brew opens their shop. Yeah. So... uh yeah, if if we have nothing planned, I'm getting up, sleeping in a little bit, making coffee. We're hanging out at the house and uh, just chilling, man. I mean, we might go out and do a few things, but we're homebodies. Chilling, hanging out. I'm making some food, probably inviting some people over for dinner. I love cooking for people. and uh, What time? I love
0: having food
2: cooked <laughs> for me. 6.30, let's go. It don't, get much, it don't get much better than that, you know. Stay home and chill all day and make some good homemade food and feed people.
1: Awesome. Well, Mike, we appreciate you coming on to the leader huddle, man. You uh, are obviously a man of God and, um, you dropped some knowledge on us today. So we appreciate Certainly. you taking the time to be with us. Thank, you, your thank you, bro.
2: Man, I appreciate the invite. Hey, what's yo.
0: your, what's your Instagram in case, um, any of our listeners really enjoyed, um, your, 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 um, knowledge, where can they go find you and follow you on Instagram? My
2: Instagram Handle is at McClelland underscore Mike.
0: Perfect. Book them for revivals.
2: Yeah.
1: Book them. Yeah. All right, guys.
0: Thank you. Leader Huddle out. Out.